You're listening to The Takeaway from WNYC and PRI Public Radio International in collaboration with The New York Times and WGBH Boston Public Radio. Welcome back to The Takeaway. I'm Ray Suarez, in for the start of this week. It's estimated that here in the U.S., one in eight young people between 16 and 24 are both unemployed and not in school. This group of Americans, often referred to as disconnected or opportunity youth, present a big challenge for organizers looking to close the inequality gap in this country. If left disengaged, these young people could grow up facing a variety of institutional problems as adults, from an overcrowded criminal justice system to a reliance on inadequate social services. But one organization is making strides to bring these kids back into the fold. John Valverde is the CEO of Youth Build USA, and he says treating young people as individuals is the key to connecting with them. Youth Build has been around for over 38 years. And we serve 16 to 24-year-olds who are out of school and out of work with a comprehensive positive youth development model that includes education, vocational training, community service, leadership development, and counseling and healing. All during those 38 years that Youth Build has been around, we've been hammering away at young people, telling them that they shouldn't be out of school (laughs) at 16, 17, 18, 19. Uh, How many people are we talking about? Well, in the U.S. alone, it's, it's over 5 million with uh, over 3 million of them living in poverty. And internationally, globally, we're talking about 350 million more. It's a tough population, isn't it, though? Because um, these are people mainly who are low-skilled or no-skilled, uh, not heavily workplace-affiliated, and very lightly educated. It is challenging. There's no doubt about it. I think it's also important to recognize the trauma and uh, the need for healing that our young people have to deal with and that we exist to support them with. Do these young people find you? Do you find them? Are they referred to you as part of diversion programs? How do you get hooked up? Well, it's certainly all of the above, and word of mouth is also probably our strongest driver of recruitment and, and enrollment. The challenge, of course, is that for every one person that we can accept into one of our youth bill programs, we're turning away four or five. What's the best desired outcome? Uh, are you looking to set them back on a path toward more training or, or more school, or basically taking them as you find them and trying to do the best you can with them where they're at? We need our young people not just to graduate with a GED or high school equivalency or diploma, our commitment is to generate a force of ethical young leaders who are educated, skilled, committed to service, who transform their own lives, their communities, and eventually the world. And until we do that effectively, I'm concerned that we won't be able to address this crisis. I've known your founder, Dorothy Stoneman, for years, and she's just a straight-up hero. But she comes to the work from a very different path from the one that your life took. You're an ex-offender. You've been incarcerated. Was this a, a kind of university being on the inside, seeing the effects of that alienation, of that trauma, of that hurt? Certainly as a, as a young person raised by a single mom struggling to make ends meet, I know the challenges that our young people face 
And during my period of incarceration, uh, which was 16 years long, I certainly witnessed and, and experienced the broken lives that many of our communities uh, sadly produce. And so it was through my experience in prison where I had access to education, vocational training, opportunities to provide service to others. It wasn't until I experienced those that I found myself really envisioning a future, a different future that I could live into. Youth Build is a second chance program, and I'm so grateful to be living out my second chance at Youth Build. I mean, every day I look into the eyes of our, of our young people and I see the potential in them. We need to look beyond what people have done or their past, their upbringing, the mistakes they may have made to who they are today and who they can be in the future. If we focus just on the return on investment, uh, the cost of one person going through a youth bill program compared to the criminal justice system, for example, or a reliance on public assistance as a different example, the return on investment is clear. Youth Build serves in all different kinds of communities. In an, in an urban setting, there's a lot of work that can be done by young people. When I think of some of the rural communities I've visited, where even the adults can't find work, that must be a much tougher road for you guys. Nowadays, the, the rural challenges are being lifted up and compared uh, with urban challenges. And we're seeing over the years our rural work has grown now to 25% of our programs are in rural communities. The same healing and unresolved trauma issues that I named earlier, plus the educational challenges, vocational challenges, employment challenges, yes, they are, in fact, very similar. Transportation remains a, a major barrier uh, broadband is another major barrier. The lack of employment that you mentioned, uh, poor educational outcomes. The dynamics are different, but from our young person's uh, perspective, it's very much the same. YouthBuild has a proven track record, many examples of success. Are you sometimes surprised how hard a sell it is to governments, to private philanthropy? Well, first, I, I have to say how, how grateful we are to have such uh, bipartisan support. There are so many social challenges uh, in the world that need our attention and need philanthropy's attention and focus. I know that the way forward is stronger collaboration with other stakeholders and other community members that understand that we just simply cannot lose another generation to this crisis. John Valverde is the CEO of Youth Build USA. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much, Ray. I appreciate it. This is Ira Plato, host of Science Friday. For over 30 years, the Science Friday team has been reporting high-quality science and technology news, making science fun for curious people by covering everything from the outer reaches of space to the rapidly changing world of AI to the tiniest microbes in our bodies. Audiences trust our show because they know we're driven by a mission to inform and serve listeners first and foremost with important news they won't get anywhere else. And our sponsors benefit from that halo effect. For more information on becoming a sponsor, visit sponsorship.wnyc.org.